Daniel chapter 3. We'll still end our series on the way to rebuilding the walls. Daniel has much to say because Daniel was there. I want us to to study now Daniel chapter 3 beginning with verse 10. These are the words. Now that you're fine. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psalter, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen. I want for a few minutes, I want to talk about standing alone. Standing alone. It's never comfortable when everybody else is doing one thing and you find yourself doing something totally different. But I'm here to tell all of us that there comes times that we have to take a stand. Even if we have to stand by ourselves. Here is a situation where everybody else was doing it. You've heard that term before. Everybody else was doing it. And when everybody else is doing it, it's easy. It's easy then to fall in with the crowd and do what everybody else is doing. I I believe now we call it peer pressure. We act like nobody is affected by by young folk, but I'm here to tell you old folk. (laughs) Old folk fall prey to peer pressure. It's always been a problem. When we were young, and it just seems now, though, that it, it, things have changed to the extent that when I was a child, I can remember, and all of you remember, when Mama used to say, well, if they went and jumped off a bridge. <laughs> Anybody else have that, Mama? <laughs> well, if they went and jumped off a bridge, and, and, and when they said it, we would say, No. But I found now that if you ask your child that now, they, they got to think about it a minute. 
they, they don't just come out and say no. They, they, they really have to think about it. I shared with you last week that these stories that we are preaching and these stories that we are revisiting, they are not new stories. We are not covering any new ground. These are stories that you have heard and read all of your life. All of your life you've known about Shadrach, Meshach, and that other name, we're going to mess it all up. His name's Abednego. <laughs> We've heard these stories. We've heard these stories. But, but I'm sharing with you now so that we will be able now to take stories that we have been hearing all of our lives and put them now in the proper context so that now we'll know that they are not just stories, but these are stories that fit into a larger story. And that large story has to do with our being on our way to rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Are y'all hearing me? Keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind that this is God working on the behalf of a people who is in punishment. Say it another way. This is God working on behalf of folk who are in time out. They've disobeyed God. They've done everything wrong. Now they are in slavery because of what they have done wrong. But here's the good news. God is still working on their behalf. Somebody ought to bless God right there. Somebody ought to thank God that in spite of the fact that we have gotten ourselves in messes, in spite of the fact that you're getting exactly what you deserve, somehow God looks beyond our faults. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. He will look beyond my faults and see my needs. Here is God working on behalf of folk who have messed up. It helps us to understand that in every age, even when the masses have lost their minds, God will keep his promise. Are y'all hearing me? Even when it looks like the whole world is gone crazy, God will still, I wonder if I got a witness up in here, he will still keep his promise. He keeps his covenant with individuals who are willing to take a stand for him. You remember last week? Last week we talked about Daniel. You remember? Was anybody here? Last week we talked about Daniel. Daniel, we talked about how Daniel was carried away. He was one of the slaves, a young boy, that was carried away into Babylon as a slave. Daniel, you remember? Changed his name, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those were young boys who were carried away into slavery. And you remember how I told you that the king was smart enough. His tactic was, if I can get the brightest and the best, move them into the palace, I can brainwash them. Y'all hear me? They're slaves. But if I catch them young enough, y'all hear me? If I catch them young enough, I can bring them closer to me. I'll brainwash them and I will bring them up in the ways of Babylon. 
But you also remember, you also remember how resolute these boys were. You remember they wouldn't even eat food from the king's table. Give us what we used to. Are you hearing me? They, 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 they're in a strange land and they knew they were in a strange land, but they were resolute not to let this strange land change them. Y'all ain't hearing me. Children of God, my brothers and sisters, children of God ought not be affected by the environment. The environment ought to be affected by children of God. I just said something right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't you, don't, don't, don't come to me with where you were raised and I had to come up under these conditions. No, if you're a child of God, that ought not affect you. Matter of fact, you ought to affect that. You ought to be the one turning that around. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Read Daniel chapter one and two. Find more about Daniel. Daniel Daniel is given the gift of interpreting dreams. God-given gift that he has of interpreting dreams. And and this gift opened doors for him. Caused him to be assigned by the king to be on his team of advisors. The king had this team of astrologers and magicians and and people that he relied on to, to give him information. The truth is they were just con men. That's really who they were. They really didn't know. But he didn't know they didn't know. He relied on them for information. And after he found out that Daniel had this gift, he put Daniel right in the group with them. People who will give him advice when he needs advice. They, they, these were people that the king relied on. And yeah, to call on their idol gods to give him counsel. But the king is about to learn a valuable lesson. He's about to learn a valuable lesson about the God of Israel. Read it. Find out that the king had a dream. Had a dream and he was troubled by this dream. This dream greatly troubled him. But the problem was, you got to read this, it's strange. He, he had a dream. It, it was it, it was. It, it, was, it troubled him, chapter 1, chapter 2. But although it troubled him, he couldn't remember what the dream was. All he remembered is that he didn't feel good when he got up. That whatever it was, it was troubling to him. Now, this is weird. This is sort of weird. He was troubled by a dream. He could not remember what the dream was. That's a terrible place to be in. But what he does, and this is what power does to folk. He called this little group that he had conjured up, these magicians and these astrologers. And he says, uh, uh, I, I, I'm giving, this is an order. I want you to give me the interpretation of my dream. It troubled me greatly. And I need you all to get together and tell me what the dream meant. I can see them scurrying around saying, okay, all right, King, okay, all right, all right. Just tell us what the dream was. King says, I don't know. I don't know what the dream was about. I can't remember the dream, but if you're who you say you are, <laughs> yeah, not only do I need you to tell me what the dream was about, if you're all that, you ought to be able to tell me 
what the dream was. How crazy can you be? So not only now am I supposed to interpret your dream, I'm supposed to tell you what your dream. Now listen to what power would do to folk. If you can't do it, I'll put all of y'all to death. <laughs> it's in the book. It's in the book. If you can't do it, all of y'all are dead. Daniel. <laughs> Remember his God-given gift. The Bible says that Daniel called his buddies together. Called his three friends. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You remember? They're all slaves. They were all carried into bondage, but he called them together. Look at chapter 2, verse 17. Daniel and his three friends started praying. Got together and had a prayer meeting. Daniel knew he had this gift. Had a prayer meeting, and God told him. God gave him the dream, and he gave him the interpretation. So he goes to the king and says, King, I got your answer. Tells the king, interprets his dream, tells him what the dream was, and then he tells him what the dream means. Only God. Only God. Now, king is so grateful. King is so grateful to Daniel. First of all, he showered him with gifts. And then he gave him a promotion. He made him ruler over the whole providence of Babylon. Now, he came here as a slave. But now, because God of his God-given gifts, now doors are opening for him, and he is now the, the ruler over Babylon, the chief of all of the governments and all of the wise men, that, the, all of the wise men. That's what Daniel is now. But now, look at chapter 2 and verse 49. Daniel did something that we have got to get back in touch with. Look at chapter 2 and verse 49. Daniel said, well, Thank you, King. That's all good, but I got three buddies. <laughs> see, 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 see. We, we get promoted and we move up. We'll look back and say bye-bye. Right. See y'all later. Hope you get there. But Daniel says, no, I, I got some other fellows here with me. Been praying, my prayer partners. So if you're going to elevate me, I, I need them to have something, huh? I need so all of them, all of them were given great positions in Babylon. Mind you now, we're still talking about slaves. You see God opening, how God is opening doors. So here's where we want to get to. Chapter 3 starts with the king. After he's gotten himself together and part of the dream has something to do with a, a, a statue with a golden head, but... Evidently, that thing done gone to his head and he done dreamed up this thing. So all at once, chapter three opened to him. To, he, he's building his own image. Builds a golden image that is, that, 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 that is eight stories high. Golden image. And, and he, that thing has gone to his head. He builds this image. He's feeling himself, thinking about how great he is. And now he's had this image built down in the plains of Dura. And he says, now nah, it's finished. What I want, I want everybody. And it gives a list of everybody who everybody had to come. All of the officials, the sheriffs, the governors, everybody had to show up. He says, now what I want, got my image built up out here. Yeah, as great as I am. Yeah, God has been, yeah, all of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, want the, I, I want you now to worship my image. Y'all hearing this? 
I want you to worship. Yeah, as a matter of fact, what I want, what I want is uh, if when you hear the music, when you hear the music playing, I want you to immediately bow down and worship my image. And if you don't bow, you'll be thrown into a burning fiery furnace. Listen at this request. Bow down to my image and if you don't bow, you'll be thrown into a fiery furnace. That's all in verse 15. And I believe if the king had just left it right there, he might have been all right. But the king at the end of verse 15 made, he had to add this. This is what got him in trouble. He said, and who is that God that will deliver you out of my hands? He should have left it alone. He should have left it alone. If he had just kept his mouth shut and not asked that question, yeah, but he had to ask, who is the God? Who is that God that can get y'all out of my hands? Well, these little slave boys were there. Same boys that wouldn't eat his meat. Same, same boys that, that, that he had promoted. They, they, they're there and in their minds, the king asked a question and we need to give him an answer. <laughs> he asked, who is the God? And since we know who the God is, we need to give the king an answer. So the music plays. The music plays. And, and brothers and sisters, that's always a testy moment. Everybody's standing before the music plays. But when the music plays, everybody's got a decision to make. The music starts playing and everybody begins to bow down. All of the people are bowing down. Everybody's bowing. Don't be too judgmental about all those folk bowing down, maybe your tune ain't just been played yet. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Just yeah, don't 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 get too self-righteous here. The devil knows your tune. But everybody bow down. They all bow down. The music is playing, everybody bow down. But these three boys. They, they, they all they all bow down, but 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 the, these boys are standing. And let me tell you something. To stand up is to stand out. That ain't gonna cost you nothing. That was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> to stand up is to stand out. When you're doing what everybody else is doing, everybody can see you with everybody else, but when you take a stand when everybody else is bowing, you stand out. You can be seen. These boys, music played, and they would not bow. Now, realistically, and if they had been some of us, we, they, they could have made some excuses. They could have, they could have. They said, well, you know what? Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's bow down, but we just won't worship. <laughs> we'll bow down. Let's, we just don't have to worship. We can go on and bow 
than everybody else. They, they, they could have said, we, we are not going to be idol worshipers if we just do it one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could have. I don't make, make you an idol worshiper. Just because I do it one, one time, God will forgive us. They could have said, they could have said, we, well, yeah, well, 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 y'all know we, we are on somebody else's turf. And when you're with the Romans, <laughs> yeah, they could have made, they, they could have made some excuses. They, they could have said, well, you know, it ain't going to hurt nobody. It ain't going to hurt nobody. It ain't going to hurt nobody but us to bow down. Who, who going to know it anyhow? Oh, yeah, they, they could have made some excuses but the bottom line is to bow would have violated God's commandment thou shall have no other God before me to bow bowing down would have destroyed their testimony they just bowed down one time then they wouldn't have been able to go all over the place telling everybody about their God if they had bowed down one time their testimony would have been gone But what I want you to consider this morning is their faithfulness in the midst of this challenge. And listen to what they said to the king. This is they talking to the king. Oh, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to what they said to the king. We are not careful to answer you. And that night it didn't, they didn't bow. And the king says they must be deaf or something. They didn't hear the music ain't loud enough. Call them up close to him and say, I'm going to give you all another chance. Really like these boys. I gave y'all another chance. Played the music again. They still would not bow. But listen to what they said. Oh, king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. You just ask a question and we ain't afraid to give you the answer. You just ask us a question and we are not going to dance around this issue. Listen to what they said. If it be so. If, you, if you're going to do what you say you're going to do, if it be so, first thing we want you to know is uh, that our God is able. <laughs> That's something that just ought to make church folk happy. The first thing we want you to know is that the God we serve is able. If I don't say another word, everybody up in here. Ought to be blessing his holy name. Anybody up in here know about an able God? If you don't know nothing else about God, you know that God is able. He's able uh, to deliver us. He said that my, the God we serve is able. And then the second thing he says is uh, that he will deliver us. Anybody shouting yet? Yeah, if you don't know about our God, let me tell you something about our God. Our God, first of all, he's able. Second thing I want you to understand is that he will deliver. I wonder if I got a witness up in here that he will, he will deliver. Now, my brothers and sisters, I ain't got to spend a lot of time here because at this point, these boys are talking our kind of talk. It's the language of celebration. You want to get us to shout, you talk about an able God because uh, we're all living testimonies. Any testimonies in the house uh, that God is able. I wonder if anybody knows he's able to heal you when you're sick. 
He's able to make ways out of no way. He's able to feed you when you're hungry. He's able to keep you from hurt, harm, and danger. He's able to make your enemies leave you alone. He's able to give you peace. He's able to fill you with joy that the world can't take away. I'm here to tell you, God is able. But not only is he able, not only is he able, he said, okay, next thing you need to understand is that he will deliver us out of your hand. Got to hear what they're saying. We might be in captivity right now, but trouble don't last all, y'all ain't hearing me. You may have us right now. Are y'all hearing me? In other words, uh, we're here right now, but this is not my destiny. Somebody ought to shout right there. Y'all thank God that where you are right now, the bills you owe right now, the problems you got right now, the load you're carrying right now is not your destiny. God's going to bring me out. You ought to say it, God is going to bring me out. Doesn't take much to get me happy. Makes me happy to know that where I am ain't where I'm going. Are y'all hearing me? I'm on my way somewhere. Listen that I'm praising God. And we're gonna praise him, praise with him all the way through here. But now here's another thing they said, and this is what I really what really impresses me. He's able. And he will deliver. But they said something else. They say even if he don't do it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Even if he decides not to do it. I will bless him. Anyhow. Are y'all hearing me? But if not. Even if it. All my brothers and sisters. You might as well go on and deal with this. There are some times. That God chooses. Not to snatch you out. Are y'all hearing me? There are some times that God chooses not to, not to wait, make a way out of no way. There are some times, are y'all hearing me? In spite of all of his power, in spite of all of his might, there's sometimes that God does not step in and turn it all around. I know it ain't popular preaching in 2016 because uh, all we want to talk about is God, what God can do. All we want to talk about is God delivering somebody. But all we want to talk about is how God stepped in and turned it all around. But I got to bust your bubble. Sometimes God doesn't work it out. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes God does not step. Are y'all hearing me? But I got some news for you. It ain't got nothing to do with his ability. He's still able. Are y'all hearing me? The reality is that sometimes God in his sovereignty just chooses not to move. Somebody say amen. I say sometimes God in his sovereignty just chooses not to move. You see, my brothers and my sisters, uh, when we place our hands uh, in God's hand, we got to do it without regard to how things are going to turn out. 
when you put your hand in God's hand. You got to get beyond the outcome. You see, if these boys had been concerned about how things were going to turn out, they would have bowed with everybody else. If they had been concerned about the outcome, they would have went down with everybody else. But my brothers and my sisters, yeah, I want to tell you that if you're going to honor God for his power, yeah, if you're going to honor him uh, for being able, uh, honor him for his power, yeah, you see, you also got to honor him because he is sovereign. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. You see, when I say he's able, uh, I honor God's power. Yeah. But when I say, but if not, I'm honoring God's sovereignty. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. And if I can't bless him uh, for being sovereign, uh, then I need to shut up yeah, about his power. Yeah. Because God is sovereign. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. Yeah. And he do it just like uh, he wants to do it. Yeah. So just like I shout uh, about the fact that God is able, uh, I learned to shout yeah, because God is uh, sovereign. I can shout yeah, if it does it, yeah, but I can shout yeah, if it doesn't do it. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Let me show it to you. Although the Lord was able to stop it, yeah, he did not stop it. Yeah. These three servants were thrown into a fiery furnace. Are y'all hearing me? God could have stopped that, but he didn't stop it. They were thrown into a burning fiery furnace not just a burning fiery furnace look at verse 19 king was so mad and so evil he had it heated up seven times hotter than it should have been the devil is something how hot does fire have to be to burn somebody up but he heated it seven times hotter than what was normal. Yeah. The Bible wants us to know that they were thrown in. Verse 21. Need to read that. They were thrown in fully clothed. They had their hats on. Had their coats on. Had their socks on. Fully clothed. Not only that, they were tied up. Are y'all hearing me? They took rope. Tied them up. But the Bible also, verse 22, wants us to know how hot the fire was. It was so hot that it killed the folks that were throwing them in. Are y'all hearing me? Let me hop off a minute to tell you be careful about carrying out somebody else's dirty work. Y'all ain't hearing me. You be careful about letting somebody else use you to do their dirty work. The men that threw them in, the Bible says that the fire killed them while the king was sitting back watching all of the action. Are y'all hearing me? But the Bible, yeah, here's here, here where it gets interesting right here. Yeah, the men are carrying out the dirty deeds. Now they are dead, but now the king is watching. The king, all at once, is astonished. He's watching them. I saw them throw them in. 
I saw them put them in a fire. I saw the fire consume them. But now I'm a little confused. And the reason I'm confused, I've watched this whole thing unfold. Yeah, I was sitting here. Nobody pulled any tricks. But the truth of the matter is, I counted them. And I know that they put in three. Are y'all hearing me? I can see the king with a frown on his face trying to figure out what's going on. One, two, three. But now I'm all confused because I know we put in three. But now y'all ain't hearing me. But now I see for somebody say he will show up. One of I got a witness here that he will show up. Somebody in the house know that God will. He'll show up. But not only did the king say that, he, he says, and the fourth one, strange statement coming from somebody who doesn't know God. The fourth one looks like. Are y'all hearing me? He looks like. Don't know who he is. All I know he's walking around in the fire. Must be. Must be some God about. He's walking around in the fire. Yes. Y'all ain't hearing me yet. I put in three, yeah. now I see four, yeah. somebody say God will, yeah. God will show up, got a witness in the house, yeah. that in your darkest hour, yeah. in your hardest hour, God will, he will, he'll show up, yeah. well, they bring the boys out, bring the boys out of the fire, yeah. Bible wants you to know they still had their hats on. Bible wants you to know still had their coats on. Bible wants you to know still got their socks on. They're still fully clothed. The only thing that burned up was the ropes that had them tied. Are y'all hearing me? King said, I put them in back, but they come out free. Anybody want to shout? Shout right there. The devil thought he had, thought he had me back. But God, God set me free. Is there anybody here? Bible wants you to know that there was no evidence that they had ever been in the fire. Their clothes were not seen. They didn't even smell like smoke. Is there anybody here that wants to testify that I don't look like what I've been through? Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I 
Thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Right now, he wants to put a shout in your heart right now. You don't have to be a bystander. He'll turn life around for you right now. If you're unsaved, you ought to be moving right now. If you're already saved, don't have a church covering. You need to be covered. You need to be moving right now. The door is open. Somebody ought to be moving. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.